Hello and welcome back to Voice of the Fire and today I'm going to tell you a an Italian folk tale from the collection of Italo Calvino and it is called The Sorceress's Head. There was once a king who had no children. He was always imploring heaven to send him a child but all his prayers were in vain. One day he had gone to pray as usual when he heard a voice. Do you want a boy who will die, or a girl who will flee? He didn't know what to say, and kept silent. He went home, summoned all his subjects, and asked what reply he should make. They answered, uh, Well, well, if, 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 if the boy is to die, that's the, 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 that's the same as having no child at all. Ask for the girl. You can keep her under lock and key, and she shan't flee. The king went back to his prayers and heard the voice. Do you want a boy who will die, or a girl who will flee? A girl who will flee, he replied. So, nine months later, the queen gave birth to a beautiful baby girl. Many miles outside the city, the king had a large park with a palace in the middle of it. He took the baby girl there and shut her up with a nurse. Her father and mother rarely visited her, very kind parents, so that she wouldn't think about the city and decide to run away. When the maiden was sixteen, the son of King Giona came by there. Seeing her, he fell in love with her, and he bribed the nurse with a great deal of money to let him into the palace. And funnily enough, she fell in love with him as well. So, overcome with love for one another, the two young people got married without their parents knowing a thing about it. Probably bribed the priest. Nine months later, the princess gave birth to a fine baby boy. The next time the king called on her, he was met by the nurse, whom he asked how his daughter was getting along. <laughs> beautifully, your highness, <laughs> replied the nurse. Would you believe she's just had a baby? <laughs> Doesn't look anything like it, right? What? said the king, and refused to, do, to have anything more to do with that girl. So she continued to live in the palace, her palace, the secluded hidden palace with her husband and their son. When the boy reached fifteen, without ever having seen his grandfather, he said to his mother, Mama, I would like to meet my grandfather. Well, go to his palace then and meet him, answered his mother, still being yeah, a little bit uh, salty. He rose bright and early, he took a horse and a goodly supply of money, and he left. His grandfather made no fuss over him. He hardly looked at the boy and said nothing. The boy didn't like that cold welcome at all, and three or four months later, well, he took his time fuming, steaming, getting used to palace. I don't know what he did these three or four months. Anyway, at the end of it, he said, What do you have against me, grandfather? Why won't you even talk to me? For you, I'd go and cut off the sorceress's head. Now, he had no idea why he had said that. He had a vague inkling who the sorceress was, and what he knew was that sorceress was so hideous that all who laid eyes on her turned to stone. And that idea the old king liked. He was certain that would be his grandson's fate. So he said, well, 
go off with you, cut off the sorceress's head. Hmm. So the youth chose a fine horse, he chose a goodly supply of money, he knows how to choose money, and he left. Along the way he met a little old man who asked, Where are you going, my boy? Well, to the sorceress to cut off her head. Oh, oh goodness me, <laughs> for that you'll need a horse that can fly, since you will have to go over a mountain swarming with lions and tigers that would devour you and your horse in a flash. Ugh, well, that's great, said the boy. But where, where can I find the horse that flies? <laughs> Just a minute and I'll get you one, replied the old man. My brother has just the thing for you. He's a trader in flying horses. He disappeared and returned, indeed, with a magnificent flying horse. Now listen to me, said the old man, who obviously got drunk on the way getting that horse. You cannot look directly at the sorcerers, or you'll turn to stone. You must watch her in a mirror, which I'll, I'll now explain how to get uh, walk down the road a little way, and you'll come to a, to a marble palace and a, 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 a garden of flowering peach trees. There you will see two blind women who have only one eye between the two of them. Those women have the mirror you need. Mm. I'm sorry. Excuse me. The sorceress spends her time in a meadow full of flowers, whose scent alone is enough to cast a spell over you. Beware of it. And look at a sorceress only in the mirror, or you'll turn to stone. With the flying horse, he hurdled the mountain infested with bears, tigers, and snakes, which all lunged after him in a version of Laola, in a version of the wave in a soccer stadium. But he sought high and wide, and he escaped them. With the mountain behind him, he travelled and travelled, and finally saw a marble palace in the distance. That must be the blind women's palace, he said to himself. Now, these blind women, as the drunk old guy described earlier, had only one eye between the two of them, and they passed it back and forth to one another. The young man didn't dare knock, but he went for a stroll in the garden while the women ate their dinner. When they'd finished, they too strolled into the garden, and he climbed a tree so that one eye wouldn't see him. They were in conversation, and the one who had the eye at the moment held it up to glance about her, for you see, they didn't put it in their heads, they just held the eye in their hands. Ha <laughs> ha you should see these fine new mansions the king has built, she exclaimed, being a bit of a dick to her sister. You give me the eye, give me the eye, replied her sister, let me look too. All right, said the woman, and she hold, held out the eye, but in that very moment the young man swooped down from the tree and plucked the eye from the hand of the sister. So you're not giving it to me, said the other sister. You want to see everything all by yourself. But, but I gave it to you. No, you did not. I put it right in your hand. And so they argued and argued until it dawned on them that neither sister had the eye. Then they said very loudly, That means someone is in the garden and has taken our eye. If this person is here, please, please give us back our eyes, as we, we have only one between the two of us. Name what you want in return, and uh, we'll reward you with it. But don't harm us, please, or our eye. 
The youth then came down the tree and he said, I took the eye, you must give me your mirror in exchange for it, since I have to kill the sorceress. Uh, gladly, replied the blind women, but, but, but you must first return the eye so we can't find the bloody mirror, because without the eye we can't see it. He courteously returned it, and the blind women went into the palace and came back out with the mirror, for which he thanked them and continued on his way. On and on he travelled until the air grew sweet with flowers, and the nearer he got to them the stronger the scent became. He reached a handsome palace in the middle of a meadow full of flowers. The sorcerers were strolling in that meadow. He had meanwhile mounted his horse backwards, and so looked at her only in the mirror with his back to her. The sorceress, who was confident of her power to turn people to stone, did not run or make any effort to protect herself. Facing the other way and looking into the mirror, he rode right up to her. He swung his sword around behind him, and after a few fruitless tries, he cut off her head. Then he put the head into a bag out of sight. It had dripped a little blood, though, as it happens with decapitated heads, and those droplets of blood changed into serpents as soon as they hit the ground. But thanks to the flying horse, he got safely away from those hissing blood serpents. He took a different road home, passing through a seaport along the way. Beside the sea was a chapel in which the youth entered and found a beautiful maiden dressed in mourning and weeping. Even at the sight of the young man, she cried. She cried, Be gone! Be gone! If the dragon comes, he will eat you too. I am here waiting for him, since today is my turn to be eaten. He eats one person alive every day. No, 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 said the young man, for this maiden was indeed very, very beautiful. He said, no, beautiful maiden, I will free you. It's impossible to kill a dragon like this one, she said. Ha ha, don't be afraid, jump on my horse, said the youth, helped her in the saddle. Before that, he took a goodly amount of money from the chapel, because, well, he's good at that. And in that instant, a great din and splashing was heard of the youth after telling the maiden to close her eyes, pulled the sorceress's head from the back. And there was rumour, and the water started boiling and bubbling, and the dragon came out of the water, huge as an island, huge as half a continent. But just as the dragon stuck his head out of the water, he saw the sorceress's head, and turned to stone, and sank to the bottom of the sea. The rescued maiden turned out to be the king's daughter, and the king gave her in marriage to the young man, and he promised to uh, make him his heir if the young man stayed there. But the youth said, thank you, no, I already have my own kingdom, and I have to go back to that one. So, But he took the princes with him and went first to his grandfather, who was surprised and dismayed to see him come back alive. Ha, grandfather, said the youth, didn't you want me to go and cut off the sorcerer's head? Well, I went, and I've brought it back to you. If you don't believe me, just look. And with those words he pulled it from the bag and his grandfather turned to stone. Then the young men went to his parents and they all returned to the grandfather's kingdom. And there they lived a life happy and long. But not a thing did they ever give me for my song. <laughs>